welcome to today's episode of Whiskey Made Woman with me, your host, Bunny Loveshock. This is the place for all things magic, all things manifestation, and all things that in the end matter to your heart. They matter to the sense of love in terms of what you love, why you love, who you love, and where you love people. I was reflecting on a conversation that I had with a client earlier this week, and part of the one-to-one session, part of the work that we were discussing was, who are you healing for? Who are you healing for? Isn't that a great question? I think that so often when we get into the journey, the journey, all this language that we use, the healing, the journey, uh, you know, the great beyond, when we get into this space of the healing, we can sometimes forget, oh, I beg your pardon, that was me just clunking a shoe there. We tend to forget maybe why we started or we continue healing for the person, the people or the environment we thought we were healing for. Sometimes healing, transforming, recovering, paying attention can start to take on a monumental, never-ending task list sort of identity when we come into healing. Whereas, think about it, when your body gets cut, you don't look at your body and you think, begin the healing! (laughs) You're not like, okay, one 1,000 cell, two 1,000 cell, three 1,000 cell. You're not looking at your cells thinking, heal, fix thyself. You're actually just trying to get out of the way of your body. Not get out of the way, that's too extreme. But your body knows what it is doing. Same as your mind knows what it is doing because it is also part of your body. And we know more and more via fabulous, exciting research that is coming out of neuroscience that it is very possible as well, you know, that our thoughts are actually hormones, chemicals. Again, we are just one big laboratory, right? We're one big chemical laboratory having an experiment with ourselves about what we can put in, what comes out as a result of that. And who are you healing for is a really great example of a question to bring you back to yourself. Who are you healing for? You know, why are you on this journey? Why are you on this experience? What is your expression of transformation? Why do you think you need to change? Are you really still in pain? Or in fact, has the broken leg, the broken heart healed? Because we can't see the mental break or the interruption to our peace or indeed the broken heart, although, hmm, question mark, I'm pulling a sort of squirrely face when I say that. I, I do think that a broken heart is very, very visible. I think it's visible in the same sense of as malnutrition, lack of sleep, lack of structured water, good food, good friendship, good people around us is visible. We see it in the shadows that live under our eyes, in the yellowing of the whites of our eyes as opposed to the brightness of the whiteness of the of the eyeball. We see it in the the gloss or lack of in the hair, of the skin, in the luminosity of the being itself. And heartbreak, of course, heartbreak, of course, at its most challenging can become an attack of the heart. So a a heart attack, you know, or indeed breast cancer, you know, where there is broken heart, there is often an interruption to the heart itself 
to the chambers of the heart, you know, biologically in our physicality and also indeed into uh, very often the breast tissue very often the breast tissue. Many of the clients that I work with one-to-one or in corporate leadership or in at retreats or in different spaces and places have recovered, you know, from or are in recovery of breast cancer. Associated to that, they are very often in recovery from heartbreak. They're very often in recovery from some form of interruption to their peace. Perhaps a partner had an affair, perhaps there was divorce, perhaps there was just a lifetime of dissatisfaction that came a knocking. Now, breast tissue, breast cancer, heart, and all of the, all of the, again, the insides of us for want of a, for want of a better description. That's a terrible description. All of the insides of us. Yes, please do carry on, surgeon love shock. Yes, I'm just going to look at all of the insides of you. Deary me. Um, but including the lymph system, you know, when the lymph system is jacked up, there's nowhere for your, excuse my language here, there's nowhere for your shit to go. You know, your, your physical shit has got to get out of your body. And, you know, if you're also not having healthy elimination, if your lymph system isn't working, and again, we often see this related to breast cancer too, all of that, that those sort of natural toxins we might use as a as a loose uh, explanation you know they get stuck and they get stuck around the breast area they get stuck around the breast tissue they get stuck around the back as well the back of the heart under the collarbones into the throat you know into the face into the into the lymph nodes which live all up around the head the face the throat the chest the neck the armpits into the abdominal also and into into the groin you know into the groin also consider you know consider any type of cervical cancer too any type of womb cancer also any type of you know prostate cancer or testicular cancer everything is very related to lymph there's a lot of stuff that's going on there also we have lymph at the back of the knee if you ever have tenderness at the back of the knee I would also look to the hip and look to the lower back or the lower abdominals there could very well be a physical blockage which could have begun as an emotional blockage and vice versa you know so again if good water good food good people you know good life good love are not being taken care of it's really really difficult to also note where your healing is that you could be on a healing journey that's actually healed (laughs) can you imagine you'd be pissed right You'd be like, wait a minute. Yoda told me to come into this dark forest, you know, with only that which I bring with me in his Yoda-esque way, you know, which is we have to meet ourselves, right? Because we take ourselves wherever we go. And maybe you're already healed. Maybe the thing you thought you were healing is healed. And then once that thing is healed, it takes a wee bit of time for that to become typical, normal, usual. The new normal, you know, that thing that they used to say once we'd survived three years of the plague in this lifetime at this stage. Yeah. So who are you healing for? Consider also that perhaps what you were healing is healed. You could have also, by the way, found something else that you're a wee bit more curious about. But when you are in a place of being resourced and you're in a place of feeling healthier, you know, and when you're feeling happier, wiser, fuller, more contented, where you're actually really, really paying attention to yourself. You don't feel like you have to, in my words here, excuse me, you know, excavate from that which you are healing. 
You know, there's lots and lots of things that many of us have experienced in our lives. I am no longer excavating and I don't excavate with my clients either. I create environments in which they can thrive and then maintain that thriving, whether they're working with me privately in mentorship, whether they're working with me in abundant heart, whether I'm looking after somebody's CEO suite you know, and looking after their culture and their leadership, I'm creating environments like the body, which is a very natural environment, which naturally thrives. We are supposed to thrive. We are biologically designed to thrive. So consider this, consider who are you healing for? Is it possible that what you thought you were healing is already healed, but because of, let's be honest, capitalism in the world and especially in the very modern coaching experience that we have, perhaps a coach somewhere has said to you, you are not done. You have to go deeper. You've got to roll up your sleeves. You've got to do the hard work. It's only when there's pain that there's gain. Listen, whoever says that to you, me and them, we need to have a conversation, yeah, in a very bright environment, by the way, um, so that we can just talk about how that is not where we're at. One of the other things that came in via the conversation that I had with this client as well, that actually love whispers to us. Love doesn't yell. Love whispers. So you may have healed the thing that you thought you had to heal. You may have moved to a place where you're just not used to being in thrive energy. (laughs) If you've been used to being in fight energy or flight or even phone, right? Or my goodness, like myself, freeze. Listen, there are still days, you know, and I talk about this on on another podcast where I recognize that I think I'm in, you know, kind of functioning healthy co-regulation. And then I think, oh, no, no, uh, this is, I'm in functional freeze right now. Interesting. But there's an awareness of that. And I don't have to go excavating to find the place where, where I sort of um, moved out of feeling regulated, you know. So I always come back again to the fundamentals. Am I drinking enough good water? Am I hydrated? Am I eating well? Am I eating enough? Most women, in particular, are not eating enough. We're certainly not eating enough good quality food. You know, again, starving, surviving, the hungry ghost of the Buddhist path is visiting. So we want to make sure that all the fundamentals are taken care of. And then, again, is the thing that I was healing, maybe that's healed. A lot of people I work with, especially a lot of really incredible high performers. And by the way, I don't have any qualms about using that terminology, high performer. I don't actually have any qualms about using the idea of an elite performer because if somebody has chosen to take care of themselves and be super focused and they are, for an example, an Olympian or an award winning or a medal winning sports person, they are performing at an elite level. They are purposefully and specifically choosing everything that they are doing with a very particular set of goals in mind. And they are working for that. So they are performing at a really high level. That level is actually available to all of us, but most people don't care. Most people actually just don't care. They just want to keep doing the things that they're doing. And yes, there are lots of reasons for that, again, depending upon where the nervous system is that, but also depending upon really, really clearly where your imagination is at. 
where your creativity is at. What can you imagine for yourself? When I'm also working with people who haven't quite got into thrival energy or peak performance energy, having a person begin to be able to consider that what they thought they were healing or they were coming to me for with regards to healing, because that's also how a lot of people arrive to me. They think they have something to fix. They think they're broken. They're not. You're not. They think they have something to heal, which, you know, they've been working on for like 25 years. Good goddess, may that actually be healed. So you don't have to spend another moment thinking about that thing. And then when we move from a place of surviving, just getting by, you know, just having enough, just having enough, just having enough, getting into a place of having enough, having enough, having enough, oh, more than enough, more than enough, oh, three months of, you know, living expenses and goodness, oh, money in the bank, oh, no longer, you know, ambient shopping, as it's sometimes romantically called, which is to say, you know, just buying things that you don't really need or want. And then you have the whole hoo-ha of trying to take them back again, which I myself have done. And I too do that sometimes when I'm looking for a wee dopamine hit. Hmm, that looks like a nice thing I could welcome into my world. It isn't necessary. My world is full of amazing and incredible things. And I'm much more interested in experiences now. So consider that also you are very much allowed to thrive. You're very much also allowed to be a peak performer. You're allowed to care. You're allowed to make decisions which actually put you in a place of authority in and of yourself. You're allowed to be a beacon of goodness and success and magic and wonder. And I am not going to use the word expert other than to say I don't need nor want you to be an expert human. Most people that use the word expert are not experts. They very often tend to be a consultant who consults on certain things, but doesn't understand, you know, the culture or the experience or the heartbeat or the finger signature of the person or the people that they're working with. There are good consultants out there. uh, But for us to be an expert, I mean, what does that really mean? You know, that's a whole other discussion right there. So today we're considering who are you healing for? And if it isn't yourself, FYI, then Today is the day it begins to be for yourself. And perhaps love is not available to you because there's, in the sense of her communicating with you, love is always available to you. But love whispers. There's really no shouting or yelling. And for me, it really does feel like a whisper. It does feel like it's just slightly, sometimes just slightly outside of myself. There is my heart when it speaks to me and that is one thing. But there really is this quite, it's not angelic per se, but there's certainly an essence of otherworldliness that comes to pass, which can be a really, really interesting space. So consider that perhaps your healing of the thing that you thought you were healing is done. Consider that you have an absolute birthright to come into a place of thriving. Consider as well that you can retire anything that actually isn't working for you. You know, a lot of this is what we do in abundant heart. There is a lot of belief shifting and because there there has to be. And once we identify that actually beliefs can often be related also to gut health, hormone health, and uh, you know, what's happening in your neuroplasticity. Yes, please. And thank you. Then it is a matter of a variety of very loving, heartfelt protocols that you can start to pop into practice. And when you practice them, guess what? You heal those things too. Just like if you had a cut on your finger or a broken leg, you're not perpetually thinking, what must I do to heal this bone? 
You're creating an environment actually around the leg so that the leg, your body, your being can do what it needs to do to get the thing done. You know, you're not sort of re-breaking your leg over and over again, which is what we do to our hearts. Sometimes we re-break our hearts over and over and over or we pick the scab, right? We're like, pickety, pick, 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 you know, let me get into that. I have always said I would rather wear a scar, you know, than a plaster. I like my scars because it means they're healed. There's bits of me that physically are scarred and they're also numb because, you know, nerves were cut and things like that. But the scars, I wear them happily. I wear them happily. And I can say, you know, that so much of my healing is healed. And again, anything that I need to transition now, it doesn't really feel so much like a healing. It feels like more of a revealing Hmm, which part of me wants to come through in this season? Who else is here within me? What shall we be in this next year, day, moment of our lives? Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Whiskey Made Woman with me, your host, Bunny Loveshock. I will see you very, very soon.